Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast, where we're going to apply the Lordship of Jesus to every area of our lives. And I'm excited today uh, to be with Pastor Andrew. Of course, that's not new. He's with me quite often on this podcast. But uh, we have launched uh, here at Living Stones an exciting new young adults ministry called Common Ground that I'm so excited about. We we had our first gathering uh, with about 80 uh, young adults that came on. Out and it was an amazing, amazing time. And um, and I, I guess I want to pick your brain a little bit on that. Uh, just just first of all, your impression. Were you shocked uh, to yeah. see that many come out? Yeah, I was just, I was surprised that the young people came out, but I was even more surprised that the young people I met who been coming to our church for a couple weeks or a couple months that I had never seen their life, seen their faces and, before. And it's yeah. funny because I'm listening. We're talking about young people because we're old people right now. Uh, but these are these are young adults. I mean, yeah. young professionals. Yeah. So we're talking they're not about kids. Yeah. What, not what, kids. What, what age group are we talking about? Well, here, I mean, I mean, roughly I after high school. Uh, yeah. Some are in college. Some are beyond college. Okay. You know, and in my mind, basically, it goes to when you. Are married, and even when you, you know, right before you have kids, because yeah. when you have kids, things change a little bit. When, <laughs> when you have kids, that's there. a game changer <laughs> yeah. that kind of launches you into a whole right. other season of life. Right. Um, but again, uh, I'm just grateful uh, for your leadership and, uh, and many others here at Living Stones that made this happen. But kind of what, why is it so important uh, for the church to address this group? And in fact, this is this is kind of a group in many churches uh, where you know you get out of the youth ministry and then boom. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing. Um, so, well, that's a, exactly it. I mean, our society is kind of constructed in a way that since from you're born to high school, I mean, in general, more or less, there's some type of structure, yeah. infrastructure, support system in place. Yeah. I mean, parents, school, youth group, you know, and then you kind of launch to on your own the young adult, young professional phase of life. And then later in life, when you when you have your own kids, you kind of go back into your system now from the from the perspective of right. being a parent, right? Something's imposed upon oh, you. absolutely. Feeding, changing Feeding, diapers. diapers, nap time, yeah. uh, bedtime yeah. at 8 work, o'clock, work, pay, bill, yeah. pay bills, you know, even you, you know, taking kids to baseball, football, yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah. you're kind of back on this track, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody but, else is, is telling you what to do and when to do it. Right, exactly. For better or for worse. Sometimes so, so there's a lot of freedom in this season, this, which is a good thing. This season is, is a season when there's a lot of freedom, but also also a lot of possibly fears and questions and chaos and bewilderment and being overwhelmed. It's really a crazy season of life in which there's not a lot of structures in place. And yeah. and the world kind of says, hey, go free, go crazy, explore yourself. And there's a degree of truth to that because you have more freedom. However, from my experience uh, of work, being a young adult myself and yeah. also working with young adults, this is a crucial season to lay down some solid foundations. Talk about that life. a little bit because yeah. I, I know you you have shared your own heart and your that, that journey for you and how... Yeah. Uh, Again, it was a trying time. I mean, there's it, it a lot of things that maybe fears you had to address and uh, yeah. decisions that, that you needed to make. And, and sometimes if you don't have a good support system, you can feel like you're you're out there all alone. Yeah. You know, you got these mega, mega decisions and and you feel very overwhelmed uh, many yeah. times to like like you're not ready to make those decisions right now. Well, and that's kind of the key premise I had is. You know, I went through my young adult phase was extended <laughs> for decades uh, from, you know, 17, 18, going off to college 
till you know I got married and have kids. I was like 30, almost 33 when I got married. So that's over a decade of that wilderness season. You know, and people say it's the best time of your life. Well, I certainly did not see it that yeah. way. Uh, it was the worst time of my life. It, what, well, why? What made it so bad? Well, there's so many different reasons to it. The, the, probably the, the, the most uh, prominent reason was I was just unprepared. I... I needed mentorship, I needed guidance, and I was on my own. I felt like I was on my own. I didn't really pursue those things. Um, I didn't know to pursue mentorship. Uh, even when I went to college, I shared this at our first young adult meeting. Uh, when I went to college, as I was leaving college, one day I came home real quickly, because uh, I lived so close to home. I drove home 20 minutes to do my laundry. And as I was leaving to go off, back off to college, I felt emotionally wet, uh, swept up in my in, to my eyes, and I started bawling in my car. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, why am I crying so hard? So you were in college year, grad school? I was grad college, first okay. year of college, barely semester, barely started. And I felt so overwhelmed with emotion because I felt unprepared. I did not know what I was doing. I don't know what classes to take. I don't know how to make friends. I don't know how to live by myself. I felt lost. I felt lonely. I felt just unprepared. Wow. And and it was, but I didn't know all those things. I just knew I felt those emotions. Right. You didn't know how, you didn't know how to explain it. Yeah, you, I didn't know about initiation. I didn't know about being no. overwhelmed. Yeah, because my life up to then is pretty sheltered, you know. Mm -hmm. And I have routines and schedule and high school. The classes are all kind of set up. I mean, I, I shared this. My college courses were so uh, random and all over the place that my teachers, my professor, actually had to make up a major for me because I was so all over the place. So talk about not not having a, at least there's comfort in this is the course you have to run. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. You were making up I a course. Was, I had no clue what I was doing. Even in relationships, who I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to do, I felt so lost. And that's a big part, isn't it? Because at that season of your life, uh, the whole relational aspect, your friends, of course, uh, the desire to find uh, a life companion, oh, yeah. spouse, uh, uh, that that area can be really scary and messy sometimes. Oh yeah, and that was the worst part for me is you know I had a longing to get married you know right out of high school I want to get married, and just my my inability to pursue a girl correctly uh, just haunted me throughout that decade. Yeah, like we don't have any courses on that usually, like <laughs> how to how to pursue the woman of your dreams or you know how well, to navigate through this relationship. What was marriage class when I needed it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean looking back now. I mean, the stuff that's so like, like common sense, not common sense, but just uh, so it, fundamental to yep. marriage class, yep. I have never heard before. I've never heard marriage is not supposed to be about your happiness, it's about laying down your life right. so the other person might live. About, I mean, the Bible is very clear on that, but I, I don't understand what that means. I grew yep. up in the church. Yep. And so... So all those fun. So when I approached relationship, it was basically how, what you can, how you can make me feel better, right? Because that works really well in every dating relationship, right? Exactly. Yeah. Here's the woman of my dreams, and here's the 99 things that she has to meet before yeah. I consider her. You and know? if she doesn't, then you know it didn't work out. Something wrong with her. Something wrong with me. And just and, and not to even talk about all the insecurities I have in my own life that just get flared up in mm -hmm. every. Uh, speed bump along the way. Yep. So college was a rough time, and then I shared. I went overseas to do missions. Yep. You know, I and if you thought I was rough, college was rough. Missions was so much rougher because now I have spiritual forces coming against me: isolation, loneliness, rejection, trying Completely to strive for my culture. Straight. I mean, Complete, uh, culture shock. I was pretty much by myself. Yeah. Um, and and just, again, this was you, uh, your good heart. You want to go do, fulfill the great commission. Jesus said to do this, but yeah. in some ways it was. 
oh, you weren't set up for success, there wasn't a good structure, yeah. and you found yourself floundering again. I mean, really, it, 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 it exacerbated some of the insecurities, the wounds, the pain. Absolutely. It, you know, just made it all, as you said, flare up. Well, when I had deep wounds from rejection, and you go on the mission field, which part of your job is being rejected, <laughs> I mean, it certainly didn't help. He just kept hit, touching on those triggers, trigger yeah. rejection, trigger, yeah. trigger. And, which and, you, yeah. and I think the point of a young adult ministry is you're not, your experience isn't unique. Um, there are probably some of you watching and, and you're in that young adult season right now and you're thinking, man, I'm dealing with a lot of those things myself. So yeah. all the more important on why we're providing a, a gathering place. So back to the Common Ground ministry, yeah. what do you envision, you know, happening? How, how does how does that ministry seek to address, I guess, some of the the things that, you know, you struggle with and sure. that perhaps others are struggling with? Well, I can only give you the answer to the big questions because the more detailed question, we're still in process of trying to figure yeah. out. We're meeting three times a month, September, October, November, and then you know, we're going to take December off. That's crazy. And then we're going to start back up in January um, to kind of re reassess and see how we can better meet those needs. Yeah. So so the big idea, the big question is, you know, we recognize, we want to, re we call it common ground because, again, there's not an age limit. It's a common season of life right. in which we, I think that's a good point. It's not, you can only come if you're between this age and this age. Yeah. Uh, then you find the person who's like one year behind. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here I am again. Yeah. Right. right. But, but it's a, but it's a rejection. Common, yeah. common experience. Common experience. You know, I, I, would, I understood that because I was like in my 30s. And all my peers already had like eight kids already, you know? Yeah, right. And so I, even though I was older, I was in the same season as many people in our culture who were in their early yeah. 20s. And that's such a good point. Yeah. And, every, every, you know, we're not cookie cutters. And, and But but the devil likes to beat you up and oh, suggest, yeah. oh, you're Compare behind. myself to yeah, other people. You're, you're out of season. Right. There are probably some folks watching right now, they're, you're feeling like, man, I always feel like I'm behind, you know, schedule. Yep. Oh, um, that's, yeah, that's. And that's a terrible feeling. That's you know, a terrible I'm trying feel. to catch up, catch up, catch up, yeah. catch up to what, you no, know? And it's, it's a curse. You got to recognize you can't compare yourself to people. You got to recognize that that's God has good. your own journey. For you, I, I, you. When I was in that season, you and your wife encouraged me over and over again. Stop comparing myself to all other people, yeah. uh, who I'm supposed to be, because God's journey for all of us is different. So yeah. the common ground is 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 to really unite us in that aspect of that God is working on our lives, and we don't need to compare. We don't need to look at age. We don't need to compare. Age is such an interesting thing. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to yeah. uh, right. try to not take age as seriously because people say, "Hey, you're 40. You're supposed to be this." Right. Well, most 40 year olds also don't have a two year old. <laughs> so so I have to really break out really the good. box of the age and say, and, and hey. we found, too, that people that have been involved uh, in certain lifestyle choices, whether it's uh, addiction, addictive behaviors, mm -hmm. a, a trauma in your life, that many times until you deal with that heart issue and that pain from from that scenario, you know, we call it arrested development. Right. You, you get stuck. Yeah. So age really is. Uh, irrelevant in some regards because really what's going on we're wanting to see people get healed from from the things in the past like you said we had a lot of rejection insecurity mm -hmm. all this emotion coming up overwhelming sometimes yeah. feeling feeling unprepared uh feeling like you're not you you can't handle it or whatever you're you're, you're completely you know uh, un, uh, overmatched for the season yeah. Uh, and sometimes you got to deal with those issues before you can move on to the next step. So, Absolutely. you know, I'm grateful that that we're gathering young adults 
that can talk about some of those things because it's not just you that, that felt overwhelmed at that season. There's probably a lot of college students feeling the very Absolutely. same thing. So it's beautiful to get together. You're not going out to a bar or somewhere else where you're trying to meet people going through the same experience. You know, that's the world's solution. Yep. Here, here you're coming among people that love Jesus. So that's, that's a commonality. But you're going to help people... Uh, deal with some of those insecurities and wounds, and then help them take the next step into the next, get prepared for the next season of life. Yeah, and what I found, you know, in my life, my wife and I's life, you know, in general, like after church, we have a bunch of young adults come to our house. You know, yeah. I'm my life is around a lot of young professional, young adults. Uh, I feel like there's a calling in my life because that season was so traumatic for me. I kind of, I got a PhD in the young adult phase. <laughs> took me 10 years to get it, but eventually I got it. You know, I, I really understand the nuances of all, all of that. Yeah. And so to me, there's real a passion and desire for that season of life that to, to like you said, want to help them, encourage them. So that's one huge aspect is, it's just lock arms, you know, for this last meeting, uh, we invited uh, some people who are a little bit further along in their age. Well, and I want you to—I want you to talk about that because I thought that was a—you know—we obviously we pray, Lord, you know, help us, Lord. What do you want to say? And I felt like the Lord gave you a really good perspective that that it, and this is true for all of life. Normally, if we're going to take whatever our game is to the next level, if we're going to experience growth, it's not our peers that are our biggest asset. Uh, in fact, discipleship is different than that. Talk about the message kind of that you shared at that opening night because I thought it was right on. Yeah, and I talked about the idea of initiation. You know, initiation is something you rarely ever hear that word. In fact, when you hear that word, you think about negative things. Yeah, right? people get thrown out of college. For yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think about fraternities, sororities, yeah, hazing, yeah. or gang initiation, yeah. or even secret cult initiation. But I told the guys, I said, I'm not cool enough to be invited to any sorority, fraternities, <laughs> yeah. uh, gangs, no or secret secret, secret cult. So I don't really know anything about that. But but that's what people think of when they think about initiation. But but yeah, because the devil's perverted it. Perverted but there's it, a yeah. good initiation. Yeah, and and the truth is, God is actually looking to initiate. Initiate. initiate is, if you look at, I, st- I, I Google, I encourage you not to Google initiation because it gets some really dark stuff, but but different cultures around the world, yeah. you know, have a way to initiate uh, young people into adulthood. So, so so the shocking idea is adulthood doesn't come um, naturally. It doesn't just magically dawn upon you. It doesn't you. fall upon you. It doesn't fall upon you. All of a sudden, you just are mature. You just grew up and you just buy. You woke up one day and you're just like, wow, I know how to make right decisions. Yeah. I can go buy alcohol and not be alcoholic right now. I know who to vote for. I forgot what else you can yeah, do when you're 18 exactly. or 20. You can smoke. I don't even know the different age range. But, but it, that's what our laws in our society kind of says. You ought to know this. You, you're an adult now. You yeah. should know how to pursue a girl. You should know how to get married. You should know how to pay your taxes. You should know how to balance your books. You should, 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 should. Well, I, I didn't. I don't care all the should. And what the should did is it makes you shameful to ask for help. And so instead of going to people and saying, hey, how do you actually pursue a girl? How do you ask a girl on a date? How do you even like treat her right? Yeah. You just in, in you fact, pose. Any guy that's watching right now that's single, you're, you're thinking, yeah, I've never, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to go to an older man and say, hey, I've never done this before. Like, help me out. That's right. almost a sign of uh, weakness. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I should know this right. or, or cool guys, guys that have it all together should automatically have a knowledge of how to how to oh, approach absolutely. this. But that's just not true. That is not true. And, and I think that that should actually stifle so much growth because we, we are so shame. I, I mean, even I mentioned this, even in the Christian world, for example, we should know for young men, you should know how to avoid pornography. You just should know it. And if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. 
Where's how prevalent sexual temptations in our world today? Yeah. Like, why do we suppose people, because they're dealing with stuff, young people dealing with stuff that I've never dealt with right. in high school or whatever, the prevalence of social media and all that stuff. It's like, we just assume they should avoid that. Are you right. kidding me? Why do we assume any of that? Why do we assume that everyone, I remember the story I shared, I, I, I mentored a young man who grew up in the church. And I kept, I was mentoring, I kept saying, hey, uh, just hear what the Lord says about this. Listen to what God says. And after a couple of months, he came to me, he's like, uh, by the way, I have no idea how to hear the voice of God. Okay, so that's so good. Because sometimes in the church, and and I, I confess as a pastor, I've yeah. probably been guilty of this. We preach the word of God. We tell you what you should do. Yeah. But a perfect example, how do we hear God's voice? What is God's voice? What yeah. does it sound like? Right. How do, you know, what does that what does that look like in real life? Right. And and that's that is where relationships and and having somebody a little farther ahead of you coming alongside saying, "Well, right. let me explain how this works," or "This is how I learned to hear the voice of God," right. or "This is how I learned to develop a prayer life," or Bible study, or there's a right. million other things. Right? How and to balance how to balance your budget? You know? Right. And, and these are the things that it dawned upon me. I was like, "Wait a second! I just assume." I'm like rest of the world. I just I just assume you should should should. So initiation kind of blows out of the water. Initiate that concept. Of initiation is saying no to become an adult to grow to come into adult phase. You need three basic steps. The first step is there needs to be a cleaving, a separation from what you're familiar with, your parents, your your friends, right. all that you know, all that you knew. Okay, I I love it because even in the Christian world, we use the word consecration. What does consecration mean? It sounds so holy yeah, and yeah. weird. No, consecration just means you're set apart. Yeah, you're set apart for a purpose. These are consecrated. And that's, for of course, the, the, the meaning of cleavage. Uh, a cleavage is a, a separation. Separation, a, a cut. Yeah. Uh, so you have to break from what's familiar. You have familiar. to break familiar to, create, uh, to forge a new identity, okay? The second part is there's a training, okay? And I distinguish the difference between training and teaching, okay? Mm -hmm. Being in education, being a teacher for 10 years, I can teach a lot, and it's like up to the students to learn, okay? Especially in college, university. You dump information. You dump information, and you're like, you guys are paying top dollars for this education, <laughs> so you need to go learn. That's not training. Right. Training is like more akin to the military, like teaching you how to fire a gun, teaching you how to avoid you know, gunfire, teaching you how to survive in the wilderness. Like, like if life you skills. Yeah, Here's if you how you do it. If you don't learn it, you're going to die. Right. So right. the teacher or the trainer is invested in you learning because they have your best interests in mind. And it's there's a lot of stake for you not to learn. Absolutely. That, especially in the military. Because like you say, it, it is life or death. Yeah, you can't be like, well, I forgot that lesson on how to shoot a, shoot, shoot a rifle. Well, right. people are shooting at you. You need to know this. So there's that's training, training for life. And, and, and. So, so that's very different. And then after the training, the last part is a test. And, and I shared this before is the, the issue of tests is this is you're probably overachiever. I was one of those guys that I studied super hard for the test. And when, then when the teacher says, eh, we're not going to take the test today, everyone's like celebrating. Yeah. I'm, the, like, <laughs> I'm like cursing under my breath, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the difference between whether you're prepared for a test or you're not prepared for a test. Right. In other right. words, when you're not prepared for a test and you take the test, the test is traumatic. So the, the, trust, the test is a tool mm -hmm. that simply exposes whether or not the right. training was successful. Well, yeah, the test is a blessing if you have been trained. It promotes you to the next arena. It shows, it, it, it catapults you to yeah. your, your calling. 
Tests are great if you prepare for it. Tests are traumatic and hurtful and broken and scarring if you are not prepared for it. But 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 here's something everybody will hate hate me saying, but it's true. Tests are your friend. Yeah. Because in real life, it's the test that exposes whether or not you have what it takes. You right. learn what you needed to learn. You have the character, the integrity, right. the knowledge, whatever it is, to pass that test and to go on to the next level. Absolutely. And if you keep failing that test, you get stuck. And that's where I think a lot of young adults are. They get, they're stuck. Well, I'll, give, I'll even have a bolder statement right now. I think one of the most common tests of life, okay, just test that comes is marriage. Mm. And why we have so many failed marriages in America today is because we're, we have so many failed, uh, sorry, men and women who have never been initiated. They have never been truly trained so and good. processed. And I know that was one of my mega tests was my relation pursuing my wife, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, and that whole process. So anyways, that initiation process is, is a lifetime journey. Yeah. I am still being initiated. You're still being initiated yeah. into greater and greater things. I think in the kingdom to come, when Jesus is right, we'll still be growing, still be initiating, still be learning, um, still be tested. You know, and, and biblically, every man and woman used by God went through the process of initiation, even Jesus Christ himself. So you know? absolutely. I like I like what you said though, going all the way back to this first gathering. You invited mm -hmm. some older men and women yeah. who were beyond that uh, young adult season of yeah. life. And you said, hey, you guys are valuable for connecting, for building relationships, because the, the whole thing is, the, is this is not just a social event. Like, let's all gather together again. Yeah. We all happen to be in the same developmental right. season of life. That's part of it. Yeah. But if we just got together, we wouldn't really be helping anybody. The goal is let's get together and let's build great relationships. Let's talk about issues that are are issues that we're facing right now. Yeah. And let's let's get connected with some people that can initiate you. You know, yeah. let's let's just not you know misery loves company. Oh, I'm yeah. failing in that. Right, 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 right. That, that's that's not helpful. Right. Let's get together with some people that can lock arms with us relationally and and help us walk through the season of life yeah and we recognize how important peers is having good friends and all that stuff but but my little my my little secret hypothesis by hypothesis is that even though we we think we want peers what we really need is we need mentors we need guides you know and i mentioned this in my uh, the last time we met is the secret weapon to the initiation process in in fact Really, the, the necessary component to every initiation process is a guide. A guy who is going to now God's the one who initiates us. Not a guy, a guide. A guide, guide, a not guide. guide. Yeah. guide. Yeah, not, uh, not gender specific, no. but somebody, that, a guy that will lead you. Yeah. That's maybe walked that trail before. Who's been down further, a little bit further down. Who can cheer you on when you're you're lost. You're you're you think everything's going wrong. You're like right. I'm going nowhere in life. The guide can help you and say, No, you're on the right track. I've I've been where you are. Yeah. Keep going. Put your don't don't get discouraged. That is so valuable. You know, and, and, that, and that's that what such you, a gift. And that's what you and Pastor Marion were for me. All the times when 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 I lived you guys and I felt like I was lost, going nowhere, I'm just going around in circles. You guys have the the, the ten thousand um, feet perspective to say, no, you're on the right path. You're growing because sometimes you we can't tell if we're growing. If I'm growing. No, you're not. right. We're so you, close to ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we're so aware of and, our our failures and weaknesses that sometimes we just we're our own worst enemies. Absolutely, and that's when you need the guys to come along to say, no, you're you're doing well. You're growing. Yeah, and and that's so necessary um, to help us finish that initiation process. And and the initiation process is. is it's something that you, you can't replace by anything. There's no shortcut around it. You yeah. can't buy your way out of it. Um, 
But once you come out of that process, there's a new level of identity, yeah. new level of confidence, yeah. new level of authority yeah. that you, you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah. And that is what I feel like men and women in our generation is craving for, right. is that sense of empowerment, that sense of uh, of calling to say, hey, I'm ready for what God's called for me yeah. to do. And I love the relational aspect because that's really a big thing around here that we value. Yeah. It's not just, not just telling you, but showing you, yeah. not just... You know, assuming you got it, but but actually, hey, let's let's walk this out. How, how could we have done this better? Uh, let me introduce you to someone. So you know, sometimes it's it's the next relationship in our lives that helps us open the door. You know, like like for for people, you work with a lot of our business guys. Sometimes it's just somebody that says, hey, you know, I, my company was where your company was, yeah. you know, five years ago. This was the key that helped us get to the next level of growth or success. Or right. my marriage was where your marriage was uh, at year three. Right. But you know what? This is what I learned, and it was a valuable lesson, and it really helped us get over that hump. Oh, I mean, th- th- that, that, the treasure that's hidden in somebody else that comes alongside right. and then is willing to say, let me share my life and my experience with you. That's invaluable. And, you know, you don't get that at a bar. You know? no, right. <laughs> you don't, you don't right. get that on social media. Right. Um, you get that uh, in the trenches with people that are willing to love you and, and believe in you. And I think that word you said, which is so important, is confidence. You know, a person that just has confidence that, you know what, the Lord is with me and I'm not alone and I can learn this and I can grow and I can move on. I mean, the, the confidence is a game changer. Yeah, I, I've been fighting insecurity my whole life, my whole life. I mean, I can get into the, my past and my childhood and all that stuff. But the point is, you know, I was super insecure for years. Even when I'm teaching or preaching in a church context or as a missionary, there's a, there's something, a voice in me that says, you're phony, you're fake. Yeah. You know, when I was dating girls, I always felt like they thought other guys were better than me. And just, yeah. even though like, that's totally not true. It didn't matter. I knew the issue was my heart, insecurity. And it's because I was uninitiated. And when I went through the initiation process, when I was trained and God was molding me and changing me, and when I went through my test and when I passed the test, I emerged with a new level of confidence yeah. that I've been looking for my whole life. I mean, it took me 30 some years to get it. But I look around, and I just realized it's not just young adults. Men and women of all ages, if yeah. they've been uninitiated or they've never been through the process, they are all craving that. But the question I have is, see, so I, I told the young people this. I say, you know, the, the whole question, like, what's God's plan for my life? I said, I have the answer for that. I actually have. I'm confident I have the answer to that. The answer is God's plan for you is to initiate you. But that's not even the real question. The real question, the question I don't have an answer to is whether are you going to allow him to do it? Because cleaving, training, going through a test, that's going to take sacrifice. That's not going to be easy. It's going to take dying to yourself. And so many men and women go do this church thing and they go through they, they go through the work thing and they go through life. And what they're really craving for is to be initiated. But they would do everything but to actually launch themselves into this all-out journey. Sometimes you know? we think that the, the calling is about what we do, what job we have, that type of thing. But... When you look at it from an eternal perspective, you know, kind of the whole fathered by God, yeah. John Eldridge, you know, truth that God's goal is to is to initiate us as sons and daughters to reveal his fathering heart yeah, to us. Absolutely. And the specifics are not as important, the details, as what God's trying to produce through those details, through that journey. And and that's again what I love, you know, the 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 common ground gathering is really just the launch pad because out of that gathering. 
there will be great content shared, but most importantly, there's going to be great relationships developed. Absolutely. And that's that's just one ministry of many. Uh, so, you know, we're encouraging people to get involved in life groups, uh, get involved in the, our discipleship ministry, uh, get involved serving. I mean, in other words, those are all different arenas where you discover who you are, but you do it in the context of great godly friends who, you know, we use the word initiation. Another, I think, a biblical word for that as well is discipleship. Yeah. You know, yeah. in other words, right. Jesus said, okay, drop your nets mm -hmm. and come follow me. And yeah. it was an invitation to do life together. In other words, you're, if you'll spend time with me over the next three years, Jesus didn't give a timeline. But if you'll spend time with me, yeah. you're going to pick up a lot about who I am and how I how how I've been successful in life. So it's out of the context, and, and you do such a great job, you and Debbie. I just compliment you guys of opening your home. Your home has really become a place of ministry. But as you said, and you experienced this in my house, so so much of the of the life transformation did not happen because I came, I came home with my Bible open and said, Andrew, let me teach you. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm the great pastor teacher. Let me teach you some amazing truths about successful living. It happened. Dipping some chips and salsa right. late at night, sure. sitting at the, you know, at the table. Uh, and that's that's just life, sharing life, talking, helping people right. along the journey. Well, I mean, you mentioned the the Jesus model. I mean, talk about initiating his disciples. There's yeah. a cleaving. There's an invitation. Yeah. There's a time of training, and there's a test. Now, all of them failed the test, but that wasn't their test per se. That was really Jesus's test that's at so the good. cross. He's the one issuing the test. He created yeah. the test. He's handing the test out. But he first gained victory through the cross, yeah. and then his disciples were empowered. And then they and they had to go through. But he even went back to Peter, reinstating him, encouraging him. He never quit on. He never quit on them. And that is the ultimate. Jesus is the ultimate initiator, and he's doing this. And, and here's the crazy part: is Jesus going to every single one of us personally? That's what you brought a father by God. I love the premise of the book. I love the book itself. But the premise that God is actively looking to father us through initiating. We're not men. orphans. We're, not, We're not orphans. He's going through us and he's he's teaching us. He wants to take us for himself. That whole consecration, isolation, you can see as a punishment or you can see his dad's like they taking me on the date. And it means that he doesn't want my friends with me. He doesn't right. want my distraction, my phone, my social media with wants me. me all to he himself. wants me all to himself because he wants to pour into my life. Jesus is saying taking. I mean, you mentioned the rich young ruler, Jesus' invitation to the rich young ruler. Yeah. Some people see that as maybe Jesus criticizing his wealth. But but you and I agree. Like I think Jesus just loves him and said, hey, come. Your wealth is holding you back. Yeah, I can't have you spend time with me and really take you to the next level if yeah. you're having to manage all of your, uh, you know, your investment portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. You know that that that's nice, but if you'll come, you'll drop all that, sell it, give it, give it away to the poor, and then follow me. I'm going to take you to to really into your full purpose and your full identity yeah. as a son. And and he failed the test at that yeah. moment. Now I, we don't know what happened to him after that, right. uh, but he missed an incredible opportunity. And uh, but it wasn't because, as you said, Jesus hated rich people. No, it was an invitation to greater wealth. To greater wealth, the wealth yeah. that would come out of a walk with Jesus Himself. Absolutely. And 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 I just I think in our culture today, where we promote such comfort and and luxury and familiarity that cleaving process is the toughest yeah but if you can truly allow yourself to clean i mean that looks different for different people for me it's an actual cleaving i pack everything in my car and drove yeah. out to the, to I, the gave, I gave you a challenge yeah. like jesus did and, and i said hey you know leave behind the familiar here in in richmond and and load up your car and why don't you come 
jump into our culture for a season. And yeah. you took me up on it, and it really changed your life. Yeah, and I think about the young people in my house. There's a cleaving of friendships and 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 familiarity, the old lifestyle to come and live with me. And, and there's a separation. In that separation, there's time of trial and tribulation. There's, there's going to be difficulties. Yeah. But you embrace that, and you come and see what comes out the other end. Yeah. But that, that journey, I think we need to promote that loud and clear for the people of God to say, hey, this is what it's supposed to look like. So when you hit that, you're not like, oh, something's wrong with my life. You don't get blindsided. You don't get blindsided. But look at the people biblically over and over again. Moses, Joseph, you know, over yeah. and over again. Paul, you know, over and over again, people who are used by God's purpose went through that proper initiation, you know, and they That's come good. out empowered by the Holy Spirit. So, so Common Ground, uh, a young adult ministry here at Living Stones right now meeting monthly, um, and you can find out more information on the specific times, you know, on our on our website. As I like what you said, we're kind of uh, building the airplane as it's flying, sure. which which is which is fun and exciting all at the same time. So you guys are in the process. We're kind of reevaluating maybe dates, times, uh, how often, uh, those yeah. types of things. But just in closing, what would what would you sh share? I, I know that there's young adults watching. In fact, I know if you're watching and you're in that season of life and maybe this is speaking to you, number one, we'd like to hear from you. Please, please react uh, as, as this podcast is being aired and please share it, you know, invite other people, let them hear kind of the vision and the heart behind what we're sharing here, because our goal is just to serve you and to love you and to come alongside you uh, and to help initiate you in this season so that you move into the next season successfully. But Pastor Andrew, what you know, what's on your heart? Last volley to maybe a young adult who's who's watching right now. Yeah, and as I was, you know, before I share any message, I always make sure I go intentionally before the Lord, even after I prepare the message and say, God, what is really on your heart? Because I, I want to, I feel like this is from your heart, but you have the last 10%. Yeah. And when I went to the Lord, uh, what he said to me is, I want my young people, I want my people to know this, that they are not alone. You know, even the, in the midst of cleaving, even in the midst of uh, right. this this whole separation, uh, separation being consecrated, set apart, um, the purpose of that is fellowship. And, and there are strategic people in your life, like I said, the guides who can help you along the way. But in the midst of all of this, when you, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling isolated, your Heavenly Father is saying, you are not alone. You are not alone. And that's that's our heart here at Common Grounds. We want to come alongside you. We can't shorten the journey per se. We don't have any shortcuts to it. We can't just give you a free pass to initiation. But we want to come along you and encourage you and tell you that you are not alone. Your Heavenly Father loves you. He's crazy about you. He Amen. wants you. He, he has a vision in mind for the man or the woman of God you're supposed to be and for the responsibility you're supposed to take hold of after you go through this initiation process. Yeah. So you, we were here to encourage you with that vision. I think that the part of the revival of the church is turning the hearts of the Father to the Son and the Son to the Father. And there's a really a sense of reconnecting with our Heavenly Father to say that, hey, uh, come through his journey, do it his way, and you are not alone. He's cheering you on, and we're here to be a reflection of that. I think I think that simple little phrase, you know, you're not alone. Those are those are so such comforting words because we've all felt alone, you yeah. know. And I just want to say in closing, as as a senior pastor here at Living Stones, you know, a phrase that we use a lot. It's not just a phrase. It's not just a little motto. We mean it. And you you, you preached on it a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. 
uh, is simply the, the phrase, we are committed to your success. And, you know, we mean that. So I want to encourage you, if you're if you're listening and uh, and you need some help, and maybe we haven't met you yet, we'd love to meet you. Uh, we'd love to invite you out. If you're local, come on out and be a part of our of our worship services on Sunday. We've got three different times that are available for that. Introduce yourself. I, one of the things I say all the time to folks that are guests, don't come and just leave. Stick around. Come up and say, hey, I'm Andrew. I'm Ron. Uh, i love to meet you. And, uh, and we're all about relationships here at Living Stones. But we truly are committed to your success. So give yeah. us a call here at uh, 219-663-PRAY is the number. 663-PRAY. Call. You'll get Sherry on the line and say, hey, I just watched this podcast. I want to know how I can get you know connected. Uh, when is that, that next Common Ground game? gathering. I want to make sure I'm a part of that. We would love to meet you. And as Pastor Andrew said, you are not alone. And uh, there's people that love you, come alongside of you and genuinely want to help you. So take take us up on that offer. All right. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Like it, share it, let other people know about it. Uh, and we look forward to the next time we're together here at the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Have an amazing week. See you guys soon. All right.